Hi, welcome to the Heart of British Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. And with me, very special guest co-host, Chef Alan Sternberg. Hello. On uh, the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, the 2021 meat cake champion, and the last white dragon, sauce boss Zach. Oh, he's off mic. I forgot. He's here, though. I tell you what. This is like the good old days. These are the good old days when you were <laughs> off mic. You didn't have a microphone. And we would just talk about you. And you have no recourse. Uh, I could make all kinds of allegations. And you, you can't protect yourself at all. I got you, Zach. Don't worry. Uh, but the, the reason you're off mic is because we have two wonderful guests with us in studio today. JC and Christine with a K Bachman. Hi. Owners and operators of Gold Leaf. Uh, JC hello, was hello. also with a K, I believe. Yes, it was. Yes. JC with a K. JC. Jacques. Jacques. There was some weird inflections in there. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shame. he can speak through his board. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Come on, Chef Lafleur. Uh, <laughs> uh. Welcome to the program. Yeah, right before we started, I revealed that. Um, one of my possible names was going to be Lafleur, which was a family name. My my French grandmother. I, I always also feel bad because uh, my grandma always wanted me to learn French, and I never did. And um, I just butcher French, like really every language, um, and especially so, English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's rolling over. Her her. Yeah. <laughs> My grandma, she never believed in COVID. I mean, she died in 2009, but she was That's never a believer. <laughs> She's way ahead of her time. She, she started the movement. Holy shit. Uh, well, welcome, guys. How are we doing today? Thanks. Fantastic. It's Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. You guys came on a, a very fun day, I feel like. A, I think a great so. Day. I'm pretty We've happy about what's been, been going on. Uh, so we did... Uh, discontinued and seasonal fast food items today. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get a little? I hear. That, was that me? Oh, there you go. That's why he's the producer right there. He Fix sees the problem and he fixes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've been very excited about this menu for a long time. Uh, and I'm glad that you guys took it in stride because I was kind of worried. I was like, man, this is going to go over... <laughs> Really well with guests, or it's going to go over like a lead balloon. Like I thought this was like a nice brunch podcast. It was like, great. It was sensational. Okay. All right. Great. Um, so brought that, brought actually, back some old memories. It was a lunch podcast. Let's, and I learned some things because so. there was zero eggs. There was any no brunch. Anything. Yeah. It was just. It there was, was just an sandwiches. apple pie though, and I feel like that's. Thank you, Christina. Do you I appreciate eat apple that. pie at breakfast? Sometimes, right, don't right. you? I'm not. No, I, I feel I'm not here to king I'm shame still you. Confused. And who doesn't you eat can... chicken? <laughs> I feel like double down chicken for breakfast. <laughs> who thinks roast beef sandwiches is on my crib? Right. <laughs> well, we 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 definitely operate. I feel like in all the corners of brunch and like the questionable corners. So we started off. So there was a thing. Um, that Alan and I had bonded over, which was an old roast beef shop called Racks, that was in the early eighties. Or there mid, act, there's 80s. actually still some around. There's a handful left, but basically they all got bought out by Arby's. And uh, but I remember I took a field trip with like my class, like two racks. <laughs> And it was like, I don't know if they just didn't think we had much to do in our future. Like, you're going to work here one day. <laughs> Wait, you might as well know. specifically two racks? Yeah, they loaded trip? us up on a school bus. We went to racks, and we we saw all the different, like, the fry station and the 
like like all the different parts of it <laughs> and then and then we ate racks but it wasn't just like our stop like that was the destination that of the field trip yeah it was to see uh, okay. We're gonna see how business works. Okay. And then we all ate, got <laughs> racks for lunch, and it came with the little plastic alligator. But it was a, it was a roast. It was almost copy and paste what Arby's is now. It was roast beef, curly fries, but salad they, bar, salad bar, Pudding. salad bar. Um, but they didn't have they didn't put cheese on everything. There was no real like roast beef and cheddars. There's one major exception we found. Your favorite sandwich? Yes. Which was what? The BBC. The BBC. <laughs> Which is the most unfortunate <laughs> name sandwich I've ever heard of, which I'm assuming is beef, bacon, and cheddar. I'd like to hope so. Um, and not the other thing. But what was the other thing? BBC. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> Obviously. This is a gotcha podcast. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for it. It came far earlier than I thought. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, I feel like all the majority of the staples are going to be from McDonald's, so... Well, my very first job ever was uh, as a McDonald's employee. My mom <laughs> went to McDonald's so much, she had like a rapport with the manager there <laughs> from the drive-thru. And she was like, show up and like, hey, Michelle, how you doing? I was like, my son needs a job. I need to get him out of the house. She's like, send him here. We'll give him a job. So I had a job working at McDonald's, and they were doing the promotion of the Arch Deluxe, which was at the time. How old were you? Thirteen. Uh, oh, that's so- Nineteen or something. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was seven days ago. <laughs> That's Last actually week. your mom. If you jumped you <laughs> Dyke needs a job. <laughs> hey, Chef Lafleur, where's that mid-rib? <laughs> Is it the roast beef? <laughs> uh, but so they had this <laughs> they had this sandwich called Arch Deluxe. They were going to launch a whole. A uh, slew of products. There was going to be like a, a deluxe fish sandwich, a deluxe chicken sandwich, but they were supposed to be targeting grownups. They're trying to bring grownups back into McDonald's. So one of the things they did is they mixed equal parts ketchup and mustard and called it adult sauce. That was the way to really get people in. The funny thing is about the Arch Deluxe was it was a good sandwich. I remember ordering it. I'm like this, this good sandwich it had bacon, the circular bacon on it. Uh, one of the, but it was. I think at the time two thirty nine, and that was uh, cost prohibitive for this for the sandwich for nineties, which is funny now when you think about it. But like two thirty nine was like, well, I'm gonna buy one of those expensive sandwiches from McDonald's, <laughs> the one that's almost two fifty. Adult uh, sauce, you pay extra for that adult, adult sauce. sauce. Yeah, well, I was wondering if we were going to start crossing uh, genres of the food that we were making today, and like have like the BBC and the adult sauce. Oh, that happened. Yeah. There were some <laughs> dippings that happened oh, from I, the adult sauce to the other. The was it the roast beef? Yeah, I was mixing and yeah. matching all over the yeah. place. It was. It was, it was a real sandwich orgy mm-hmm. when you weren't around. We tried to keep it clean when you were there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no reason for that. Uh, and then, oh, there's of, a reason. of course, the McRib, which, uh, you know, we all we all know. I, I'll tell you what. I got really excited the last time the McRib came out, and I went and got one, and I was like, my memory must have betrayed me. Like, this is awful. <laughs> this is an awful thing to put in your mouth. Yeah, but there's no bones, so, you know. Um, so we recreated it with real, real rib meat. And uh, uh, pickles. I didn't, except for I did make a mistake there, Alan. What was that? Yeah, uh, the uh, pickles and onions go on the bottom bun, not on the top. And 
Now, did you bite in, and as a chef, you could tell that the ingredients were on the wrong side of it? Or I spit you? it out and made Cody <laughs> eat it off the floor. So, <laughs> what is this garbage? Yes. This is not Chef LaFleur. Uh-huh. And then did you say that you had some sort of connection to the local folks, uh, people, I, like the sauce? I mean, I like them. They're good people. Okay. I worked with them briefly for um, at Tiny Footprint Distribution. We distributed their product. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, used, I will always I used, shout I used out. I work lo- with their, their daughter at the local. She was a server. When yeah. I oh, for there. real? Yeah. They're yeah. just really lovely, lovely people. Yeah, I will always shout out local foods. Mm-hmm. Uh all of their products are really good, but mm-hmm. like on the truck, I definitely use the habanero. That was like our sauce, like on the mm-hmm. on the on the flagship burger. Yeah, um, I love it. I did make a mistake though because I had some out in a squeeze bottle that I thought was just out like overnight. And Thad had bought some uh, ground beef, and he was like, "Is this okay to use? It's been sitting out." And I go, "Yeah, Thad, it's fine." And I forgot that one. Like they they have a real. Product. It's not like Sweet right. Baby Ray's. It's chock right. full of preservatives. Also, one night may have been one year uh, because <laughs> when he squeezed it out, it was just mold oh. <laughs> everywhere. And, <laughs> and, and then I had to like clean his sandwich up for him. And I was like, he's just looking at it so sad. He's just like, there's green stuff everywhere. And I was just like, we could like, rinse it off. We can fix this. Rinse this it off and rinse it brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> but. The local re- folks green mustard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that was a bad advertisement. Uh, yeah. But I will say this: it's, it's a, delicious. It's, it's a re- it's a real it's real food. It's a real food product. You yeah. can't leave it open on your counter no, no. like a wild animal for seven weeks <laughs> and then put it on your burger, as one does with wild animals. This is why we don't have any sponsors. Actually, <laughs> burning bridges. <laughs> Welcome back to. I'm not selling that product on there. <laughs> Um, and then uh, the fried apple pie yeah, from yes. McDonald's, which was replaced by the baked apple pie because it's healthier. Uh, I was really hoping there's going to be like some sugar in the raw on top of that little, uh, Oh, yeah. a little dusting. If yeah. You will. Like that little crunchy sugar, but mm-hmm. Zach was supposed to put that on, but he unfortunately dropped the ball. Yeah. on that board. <laughs> Come on, Zach. <laughs> and then the, uh, the, the the grand finale dessert, of course, the Pizza Hut Pizzone. Mm. Glorious. Is what follows a hot apple pie better than a folded over pizza. Again. Obviously. I think we crossed over well with the brunch th- with the brunch concept there with that. Thank There's you. There's cheese you in know. that and bread, and those are definitely both breakfast items. I got a new... I, I'm actually a fan of cheese and bread at <laughs> any point in the day. Me too. And Me I don't too. think... Yeah, I'm not going to exclude it just... No. So see that Just to... Late, late uh, morning, early afternoon. <laughs> no, it's three good o'clock. For whatever, whatever time the calzone comes out. Time doesn't matter anymore. I feel like yeah, and like in brunch, there is no time. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, I try to cook something kind of different every week on this podcast, and eventually, you really do. I feel like stretch the borders of what is brunch food. It's fair. What There's is only that? so many things. Like, I want to do an episode this fall when it gets, like, right into the cold part of soup season where it's just, like, oops. You know? But, like, Sorry, that's, really, that's really pushing brunch, you know? Uh, but here's, anyway. Here's six troughs of slop. <laughs> Eat up. Honestly, if I opened my own if I opened my own restaurant, it would be probably, like, I love slop. I love, like, uh, like I love slop. Uh, I mean, like you do well on Big Brother. 
I mean, like, let's like, let's look at Yats. They what, they're in the slop business. Fair. They perfected the slop game. Brought to you by. And it's <laughs> yeah, if it's got a ladle, I'm into it. Yeah, and they've made it work. Um, but anyway, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about gold leaf. That sounds fun. <laughs> Um, when did when did you guys open? How did you guys come together with the concept and all that fun stuff? Uh, our concept was accidental. We um, we opened in the middle of the pandemic in June of 2020. Uh, two weeks before we were opened, we were supposed to open in November of 2019, and construction and delays mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And then it was supposed to be we were going to open in February. Then I fell from the ceiling and shattered my wrist. And then was this like a wrestling move or? Oh yeah, no, I was painting. I was painting the ceiling, um, yeah. and I fell and had to recover from that. So that delayed us. And then March happened, and the COVID happened, and then we were just pay- paying rent for yeah. endless things during a shutdown. And so then, with the um, shutdown, you weren't able to have anybody come out. We and couldn't. Inspect. We couldn't have anybody come inspect. We couldn't anything, do so anything. Really, any so kind of like, in the middle of no that. kind of break on rent for that. Yeah. I mean, we got, no, no, irrelevant. We're just not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Pat. <laughs> Love you, Pat. Um, I don't, then, like, I don't two, believe that. <laughs> <laughs> and then like two weeks before um, we were going to open, I was like, well, it was going to be a wine bar with appetizers and desserts. That's kind of okay. what I wanted. And I was like, well, I, we can't have shareable plates right now. That's not going to work out. Yeah. That's, we can't do that. And we were always going to have a little bit of coffee in the mornings for people. And so we were like, well, let's just expand breakfast and lunch. So two weeks before we opened in June, we just expanded the breakfast and lunch menu and made ourselves a coffee shop. And that's, I was really mad for a really long time that that's what I opened. <laughs> I yeah. was really mad about it. But we had to do it's something. Hard to, it's hard to switch, like, switch streaming, especially yeah. when you have your heart and mindset on something to be a certain way. But it's what our community needed, and it's what yeah. our community wanted, and I and the world always changed. wanted that. <laughs> There's that, but that I always wanted to open something in our community, which is where we live, and I wanted us to open something that was what the community needed and wanted, and grow with our community. And I don't think a wine bar, looking back on it, yeah. th- that was not going Would've to fit. That wouldn't have been it now, and and that's just not what it was supposed to be. It's supposed to be what it was. I'm just bratty about it and took me a minute to catch up with it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a, a blessing in disguise. Certainly a lot of stress involved with not being able to do anything while sure. you're paying rent or your employees to help you with the one-armed wife, unable to use an arm to, to move <laughs> things and everything else. And uh, we still had our, our day jobs as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Managing both of those worlds. Wow. Um, so we were uh, we were concerned, mm-hmm. but it all it all kind of fell together at the right time. And the next thing we knew, it was just it was kind of like this: waiting for when are we going to be when are we going to actually be open? open like open, when are we yeah. going to be able to be open? Mm-hmm. And then it happened, and it was almost a it was surreal in the sense that wait, okay, now we're working, and oh, this is our place. At the same time. And it was, it was a weird anticlimactic thing that was exciting, but it was so weird because we were so go, 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 switch gears suddenly and then open two weeks later, go, 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 go. Like, what, I, what just happened? Like, 
you well, didn't get the idea and like the like chance to be like, hey, this is our baby. We did this. Like this is so exciting. We couldn't do a grand opening. We couldn't yeah. do like any of those things that are like cause you to like think you've got. Those, those milestones. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get any of those things. We're but like, I think, in a sense, it was a milestone in the in its own way too, because sure. day one happened, and it just the community reached out. Has community been really, was there, really and, cool. You know, we were able to provide that that service of what we do since day one. So it just it started well, and it just keeps improving. So that's a good thing. Yeah. What was uh What was the day jobs that that you were coming from? Like, was it a different industry? Was it? I was working for a Tiny Footprint Distribution and Procurement, so okay. I was gathering like all the local artisans and doing all that kind of thing and working with them. Um, I worked with for, transportation company doing sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Yeah. So we kept it up for a long time. I'd been working for them for eight years. So since the whole time that we've been here, really, and then. It was just, I was like, I can't do both these things anymore yeah, and absolutely. sleep. <laughs> was there a like changing concepts yeah. from a wine bar to a coffee shop? Yeah. I mean, that's night and day yeah, difference. It's, it's like, did you expect to be not up early in the morning as no, you guys are now? No. And like, was that a Was that a culture shock to you or like, was that... Very much. I used to go to sleep when I wake up now. <laughs> um, and I'm also, I say out loud to everybody, I'm not a baker, you guys. I do my best, but I'm not a baker. But here I am baking things now. And so. What's your culinary? What is your culinary background? Um, it, I'm classically trained in New York. Um, nice. I was a sous chef for an Italian restaurant in New York for a while. And then um, I was really good at butchering and I found kind of a really good passion for it. But it wasn't. Um, I didn't want to do it in New York. Yeah. There was a bunch of really hot 22-year-old tattooed men that I wasn't trying to compete with. I'm uh, an old lady. I bet none of them had attitudes, did they? Oh, no. <laughs> not at all. They were just sweet as punch. Uh, also, <laughs> shout out to you guys with tattoos. <laughs> Hell awesome. yeah. Love a boy with tattoos. <laughs> but it just wasn't, I knew that that wasn't, the reason why I wanted to do what I did was not for money. Yeah. And I didn't want to be somewhere where I was going to work so hard simply to pay rent. Um, I wanted to be able to impact my community, and I couldn't do that in New York City. There was Mm. no way I could do that. No matter what I decided that I ultimately wanted to do with it, there was no way I could do it there. When when was that? Uh, We moved here in 2014, so we were there from 2008 until 2014. That was a good time for New York City, It was a great time, yeah. Really it was beautiful. Ups. It was yeah. a beautiful time. I, I love it. Oh, New York. <laughs> Do things seem like so much slower here in Indy, like comparatively? Initially. Now it's fine. Now it's regular, don't you think? I, I love I love Indy. Yeah. It's great. I think that every, if I was looking at Indy 20 years ago and driving through and trying to find something to do, there wasn't a lot. Yeah. If I didn't live here and could grasp onto anything... Now you come here. There's plenty to do. There's plenty yeah. to do. Uh, you can go to a you can go to a, a bar and you can talk to the bartender and be like, "What's going on?" And they'll tell you like a good spot to go to. And oh yeah, I love. I always think of that as a good a good feel of a city where everybody's kind of tuned in and wants you to really appreciate what's going on there. Not just send you to the local chain restaurant. Like, yeah, that's the great yeah, place go to, to go. Elmo, you know? <laughs> it's really that, good. That was one of my favorite <laughs> things to do when I worked at like a local distillery was 
send people to my favorites. I mean, I mm-hmm. and I pretty much stick to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. But like, like I've always <laughs> like go, go to Love Handle. Like you're yeah. like you're gonna get something that you're not gonna you're get not gonna anywhere get else. anywhere else. Like go, you know, go to this place, go to this place. Um, I love that kind of being in, like the ambassadorship of a city. You know, where you're like, and then and then also like. Being in the, you know, I used to be more into it, but like being in the the food side of it is like you know all the players, and you get to be like, hey, go to my, my friend has this place, my friend has this place. Um, that was, that was one of my favorite things about working there. I hated the actual working, but I love talking to oh, the sure. people about where they should go eat. <laughs> Let me tell you where you need to go eat. The hardest thing for me is when someone asks me to, what to go do that doesn't involve alcohol. Yeah, I don't then know. Then I got to really think. I'm like, I don't know. We got like a garden or something. You could There's a garden down somewhere. the river, I think. But I think bring the White some river. beer. Yeah. Uh, you're going to want to bring beer on the White River. <laughs> you're going to want to bring like a rubber bottom to your raft also so you don't that. get fucking and a body needles. Suit. Yeah. The, the, no, the White River. Go up north. It'll yeah. be all right. The White River is cleaner than it used to be, right? Uh, like, I grew up in Anderson, which is know. up the White River. And the Dalai Lama came to my town or i grew up in chesterfield just outside and the dalai lama came to bless the white river because they had killed all of the wildlife in the white river so eh. so it's good now because the dalai lama (laughs) yeah i've canoed in it i've never swam in it on purpose um all right i had a i had a uh i have a pair of friends who on their um they were married and on their honeymoon they canoed from here to new orleans <gasps> starting off because like, yeah, oh, the white river goes so into the mississippi awesome. if you keep going down it goes um, into the ohio and the ohio goes into mississippi but yeah well i mean yeah he, he gets there hey. I'm, I'm i'm a river truther so <laughs> <laughs> and yet he won't swim in it so <laughs> yeah but the thing the thing that was crazy to me is like well, where'd you guys stay they're like oh we would just pull up on a sandbank and just camp and i was like that's white privilege because there's no way yeah. that I would be in the South just like <laughs> spinning the wheel on being on some random person's property camping. Like it's cool. It's my it's my honeymoon. It's fine. <laughs> be, uh, unsolved mysteries before you. Oh my god. Uh, what does gold leaf mean? Uh, it means nothing other than I just like gold, and I was we were driving up to his parents' house one time and. You were kicking around ideas. Trying to come up with ideas for the name. I was like, well, I like the word gold. It just kind of went from there, and we were talking about, like, I wanted to do something fun, but I didn't want it to be, like, a name and a name and Mm. all of the things that were really trendy and happening. I I wanted it just to be something that would just be a word and be done with it, and we happened upon gold leaf. I was like, well, that's an actual thing, and I was like, ooh, we can gold leaf everything, and then I got denied of that one, and but the name was good, so... We got to, not to gold leaf and then we did we did savory <laughs> and sweet, which is the full name is gold leaf savory and sweet because we were still. I didn't want it to sound like a bakery because we're not a bakery. Mm. But when we were opening, we were definitely not a bakery. We were an appetizers, desserts, wine bar sort of situation, and yeah. I didn't want anybody to get that confused. But I wanted something more than just gold leaf. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, savory and sweet kind of gives the idea of appetizers, desserts kind of thing and kind of tried to go with that so and it kind of translates to our coffee shop that we have now so that works out we like the the concept of gold and stay gold yeah from you know the outsiders stay gold and uh that was that was kind of where the gold i think picked up a little bit yeah because we were like well we don't want to be stay gold we, we don't that's it was, again it was it was a 
It just kind of happened. And it was a three-hour like, conversation in the car. Like, Goldleaf just kind of has a nice ring to it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a three hours is not. I feel like that's a really good amount of time to work on. Yeah, a and name. then be like done it's, with it. It's, it's like not, that's what it is. At I've that tried point. to name shit that turned into nothing that like took days and days and yeah. days and. Yeah. You well, know, within the first three And hours. we got we got to my parents' house, and we were real excited. We were like, we think we got the name for, you know, the shop, the restaurant. And uh, they were just like, yeah, I don't, we don't, we don't get it. <laughs> Seems <laughs> that's, right. That's a terrible yeah. name. So we were like, we knew we had yeah. found right. the perfect right. name. They don't that's like it. it perfect. We got knew it. we had found the perfect name. When, uh, when the concept begin to ruminate in your heads, and, like, when did you decide you need to you needed to do this or, or you wanted to provide something for the neighborhood. I knew that I'd want to done. I, I want, I knew I wanted something when we moved here. Um, we didn't move here for that sole purpose, but that was a good 75% of the reason why we moved to the Midwest. Um, I didn't know exact. I mean, I'm going to say me, I'm not trying to just like disclude you, but I have had a dream specifically, like different variations for 25 years. And I, it, it was always kind of always the appetizers, dessert, late night bar kind of situation. I always wanted that. But then, you know, I had, I owned a catering shop for a while um, back in Seattle in the mid 90s. And I was like, well, I hate catering. I'm not going to do that. That's dumb. So it kind of, you know, it kind of had that in the back of my head. I I didn't want to do that, but I wanted something. But then I found butchering was really awesome, and I really, really liked it, and I was really, really good at it. And I was like, oh, I could do that. And then I was like, oh, I can't actually do this. I'm way too old to really do this efficiently and substantially and be able to. I've got old joints. They don't work well. And I was like, but I don't actually want to do that all the time. And this city is saturated with great butchers. There's no reason for me to do that. Mm. So I was like, well, and then we found the building. I was like, well, I really love that building. When that's available, I want our bu- I want it there because it's right in our neighborhood. It's So we drive by it all the time. Our best friend lived a block away for a minute you know, we wanted, we drove by it all the time. I was like, I want it, I want it there. And then when it came available, it was like, we're getting it. So we got it and we have it and it's ours now. <laughs> JC, did you have any kind of food background at all? My first gig was working the deli at <laughs> Scott's Markets up in Angle, Indiana. Okay. So it's a Scott's Market. It's like a Meyer. Oh. Or the like. So, yeah, just a little family um, shop. So, in Ingle, Indiana. Slinging meat. Slinging meat, cutting cheese. <laughs> Still two of my favorite things to do. <laughs> uh, but that was, I had in and out, ser- like, serving. And, mm. and the, other than that, I've been a um, musician for, for years. And What kind of music? Uh, all different types. I'm a drummer. Oh, nice. So, did a lot of touring and that was what brought us initially to to New York from Seattle, mm-hmm. where we met in Seattle. So we were gigging a lot, touring a lot, and eventually made our way out to New York, uh, doing that. And when we had music had dissolved as far as a passion for me, mm-hmm. and we knew that she was really focused and honing in on culinary, Something. the culinary side. It was it was kind of a decision, you know. She had dealt with me with my musicianship for however many years, six years or whatever, we're like, made that, it was time. It was time to make that adjustment. And so it was easy to get behind her and support whatever kind of direction she wanted to do. But 
Yeah, I, I, as far as my personal work with that, mostly my background is in sales and uh, customer service, that kind of thing. I mean, and honestly, that's great for any restaurant because, like, mm-hmm. last thing you need in a restaurant is two chefs. Last thing you need in a restaurant is two people that have the same skill set. Well, yeah, you know, and you she's really the back of the house. I'm the front of the house. You know, I'm not good well. in the front. I think I'm being funny and cute, and <laughs> it comes off snarky and off putting at best. I know this about me. <laughs> You've been, you've been a delight all day today. Oh, I, I felt really you. seen with that comment, and I don't appreciate that yeah. at all. I'm sorry, um, but you're yeah, welcome, yeah. because you know who we are and yeah, what we represent. I know. Yeah, I know my kind. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, man. Take your order, please. Big Mac, a quarter pounder with some cheese, filet, fish, and hamburger, cheese, super, happy meal, mother's, golden fridge, very large, 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 <laughs> that was like every person that raps on Call of Duty while they play. There is no way I would have got that last part out. Oh, and also, good. also he says Oriental, and I refuse to say that word because also it's, fair. you literally said it. <laughs> <laughs> you got him. <laughs> it's a street name, Zach. It's a street name in our city. You can have a rug. Okay. All right. Welcome back to yeah, the Heart of Podcast. <laughs> Your producer would like you to keep going with that. Welcome back. Um with JC and Christine with a K. Um man. We were talking about commercials earlier and these is there, is there any commercial from your like childhood that just like sticks out like that that you remember? Like for me, it was definitely the McDonald's, the McDonald's menu song. I always remember the Lucky Charms guy, and on Saturday morning cartoons, mm. like in the commercials with those, I just remember like the like, the little leprechaun doing his little. I can't even try to. Ah, you stole me charms or whatever he does. And yeah, that's all I remember, and I really loved that, him. That was it. Was it? Did I? Do, was it spot on? It was. Yeah, that was that was pretty good because I feel like there's there's that uh, must be a part of like uh, Saturday morning cartoon commercials where you're getting force fed this information where the, the commercials were cartoons too. So it's right. yeah. for me it's Captain Crunch with the soggies. Mm. Ooh, like yeah. that was pretty exciting. Would stuff. you say he's or, a soaker? A soaker. <laughs> yes. Break out the tarp. What about the cookie? <laughs> what about the cookie one? Uh, uh, the Keebler Elves were pretty no, cool. Cookie, not the cookie, cookie crisp. Cookie, is that the cookie cereal? The cookie yeah. crisp bandit cookie or whatever? Cookie crisp. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I almost did that and then you did it and I was like, oh, thank God. I didn't <laughs> fucking do that. Cookie <laughs> 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 crisp. <laughs> I like I like a new cereal that's endorsed by a felon. I mean, yes. <laughs> the Hamburglar. The, yeah, I mean, the it hamburger. all comes back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I found out recently? They said that Grimace is supposed to be. What would you think Grimace is actually supposed to be? Our friend Jerry. Oh, I used to know this. <laughs> yeah, so Jerry. Oh uh, shit. Oh no. I think it was. R.I.P. <laughs> Wasn't it a milkshake? You is would, he a blob? Uh, yeah, both of those are reasonable guesses. <laughs> like milkshake before it's in the. What cup. do you? <laughs> uh, what do you think, Zach? I'll say your answer. Uh, oh, <laughs> sure. No, I'll say your answer after you tell me. I mean, because oh. people can't hear you. I actually have no idea. No clue, Alan. I'm trying to think of something, and I don't. A, a triangle. 
Is kind it of. a melted grape? He does. He de- I mean, that's these are all great answers. So here's the thing. There are some, if you go back, there are some vaguely uh, racist commercials with um, Grimace playing like like a kind of like a a tribal like kind of mammy character. Oh dear, that's not okay. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then when McDonald's was like hand to the fire, like oh what? shit, I fucking remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa, that just popped in. Yeah, we're, we're digging up some old traumas here. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know that was a trauma until just now. <laughs> just I don't, now. I feel horrible for everyone else. <laughs> uh, so hand hand to the fire. Uh, they said that he was a taste bud. Oh, that was what he was, which well, is, seems like a, a bizarre he, thing to say. Why is he a purple taste? Bud? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> was he drinking grape juice? But yeah, there was some uh, mm. some bizarre videos made. With, well, I, with I, I just want to be in on that like executive meeting when they come in to pitch you, and they're like, "Hey, we've got." We've got a bandit, we've got a clown, <laughs> we've got a fucking chicken nuggets, we've got a taste bud. Like, we've like, got a taste yeah, bud that's fucking, purple. I, I need it's a million fine. playgrounds made now. I feel like As, it could have been, yeah, just not even been a thing. I've always thought it was weird when somebody's logo for something like, like at a butcher shop when it's mm-hmm. like the logo is like a smiling dancing pig. Yeah, no and thank it's you. Like, have you. Do you know what a butcher shop is? Yeah. Like, do you know what you're going to do to that smiling dancing pig? Uh, Nuts, fun, happy things. Well, that's why like I, a lot of people don't even know like like the this little piggy. Like a lot of people don't know. Why the, are there so many McDonald Trump <laughs> <laughs> pictures on the screen? Grimace racist. Why, why, is, why is there green grimace Just, next to hold on, hold purple on. grimace? Just search racist grimace, and it'll be a very different search than grimace racist. Yeah, because it'll be a bunch of angry people. Uh, Weird play here matters. So nope, no. this is exactly uh, put a lot of smiles. Put There's a, a lot I of think smiles. Tribal grimace. Mm. Let me tribal or uh, island grimace. Oh, <laughs> oh god! No. See, Whoa. this, this oh. is what I was looking for. More, we That's, found the dark side yeah. of the internet. What is the that? Dark side That's of the grimace. Not okay. Like <laughs> I think it's a milkshake. Uh, mm, that is not those, a milkshake so right there. That that is, no. Those looks like some. Uh, those lips are not milkshake <laughs> lips. <laughs> I think we've got the blackface. Um, also, is that an S and M grimace right there? <laughs> uh, what? You're not yeah. wrong. That's an S and M grimace. Todd James. It says nice. Uh, uh, can you send that to me? <laughs> no, I need uh, I need S and M grimace, not evil grimace. <laughs> Grimace looks like he would definitely be down with the little S&M. Well, I mean, it fits him well there. Oh, with the weird side mustache. <laughs> you know what? Grimace is... No, a, we're not, we're not going to get into mustache shaming because yeah, for Grim- a long time that shit grows where it grows, all right? You're not, you don't get a choose. And you know what? I'm not mad at it. Is Grimace a leather daddy? I'm but not sure. But if you're going to wear the leather outfit with that shape, you're going to have a little bit of a, some oh. stereotyping going on. So oh, he, <laughs> is he eating her head? See, you could have fucking, you could have gone the uh, blue curacao and <laughs> and gone with the grimace shake, the Irish grimace. Shake. <laughs> you really messed up. I know. 
I know. Yeah. So R.I.P. We were supposed to do a shamrock shake, a boozy shamrock shake for adults. Um, we'll get through it. I I just assumed, as any adult would, <laughs> for that I adults, had green food coloring in my cabinet. No, but you have two bottles of almond flavoring. <laughs> so, just, just, and I have a, a leaking bag of sauce, of something um, that a, I'm not touching. A, a bleeding bag of something that you you said that you would uh, prefer not to touch. I prefer not to touch that. Thank you. You're like, I think you should throw that away. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. And I was like, you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> I, uh, the first time, I, I really appreciate the uh, the boozy shake for adults because the first time I was on this show, Dyke told a story about giving beers to like 12 year old children <laughs> on bikes in the middle of the night. And uh. I've heard, a, I've heard a, him confess at least two or three things that are arrestable All right, okay. in the two well, times you know. I've been on this show prior Do, previously. I mean, so. Oh, well, so you needed one today yeah. too. You we haven't heard a camp story yet. You can call them crimes. I like to call like them whoopsie daisies, <laughs> yes. but like, uh, there was, there was, I was on this street and made, my, my biggest problem is kids I, share two beers and just let them go I, on their way. I forget the children exist sometimes. I forget that there's people that are under 21. Sure, that's fair. And I saw these. I'll, I'm going to go on and call them. small people. I'm going to call bartender I'm gonna, also. I'm going to call, so them, I'm gonna call them dudes <laughs> riding by on their bikes. And they just kept riding by. And I was just like, and we were, I was drunk. I was like hanging out on the, the front porch. And I was like, hey, do you guys. You guys want some beers? And I just heard the sound of like seven bikes like stopping in unison. <laughs> and then they came up. It was dark. It was the night. I was been drinking. And, and they I weren't these, close. I, and, and also, it's like one o'clock in the morning. Like what children are out at one o'clock in the morning? Ones so, that drink beer from so, strangers. So they came up and I was like, hey, how's everybody doing? And I, I tossed the first like two beers out. And then I start looking at faces, and I'm like, "These look really yeah. These what are these? These adults look very young. They look very, maybe. very immature." And I these. just, I just stopped, and then I go, "Oh, you guys can share those two beers." So that's a good pivot. So I gave yeah. eight children two beers, and I was like, "That's that's that can't be too bad. That can't right? be bad, like, right?" That's, yeah, this that's, is why we shouldn't procreate. That's that's <laughs> probably that's, not. Oh hi! But I, I I feel like also like I'm going to be a story in like a small group of friends. Like, remember when that elderly black man gave us two beers that one yeah. time? Uh, I, statistically, one of those children that was the best moment of their life for sure. And that is their that is their one story they tell every <laughs> Thanksgiving, Christmas. Mm-hmm. They're going to pass it down to their next to their kids. It's going to be a thing. Every it's going to be embellished. It's going to be glorious. Every time they feel compelled to tell you, and they started drinking. Mm-hmm. How was you? See, you guys say you were in <laughs> Seattle in the nineties. Uh, yeah. I don't. I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to call you. <laughs> hip, I didn't want to call you hipsters, but I felt well, like that's a, a very hipster. like we met in Seattle in the nineties, and I'm like that's the most hipster. We thing actually, ever we actually met in the two thousands. Oh, the two thousands. Okay, but in Seattle. In Seattle, yeah. Yeah. I was there for seventeen years. I went there for college, at the University of Washington. Um, I've flown over it once. I think it's, it is funny. I was talking to uh, one of our co-workers husbands at a holiday party and i was just kind of explaining you know that 
our Christy and I's story. We were in Seattle. We mm. moved to New York. We were in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Oh, okay. And, uh, really and we, so hipster vibes are intensifying. And, and, and I was telling this, you know, I was like, and it's interesting, you know, um, and, and he was like kind of busting my balls about wearing a, I had a Carhartt jacket on at the time and I was like you know it's like I, I just like it I don't feel like it's a hipster thing and I'm you know I've done all these things it's like <laughs> that's not really hipster-esque he's like do you hear what you just said hear you like you said that you're not a hipster but yet this uh, this track record I was like oh damn it <laughs> I think I accidentally became a hipster yeah. I don't know I'm still not one something accidentally happened there by default like, that was not intentional don't worry you that moved to India and uh, there's several people around here that really believe in conversion therapy, so they convert oh, you away from hipster culture. <laughs> yeah, well, it feels good. Well, well uh, <laughs> Hannah, who was over here earlier, uh, told told me actually earlier today that the specific use of a Carhartt is to assist in the breech birth of a calf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some traction there, yeah. so I can see why you'd want that. Were you in the FFA? No. Oh. Future Farmers of America. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but like when they when those kids take over the city with their jackets, yeah, like I'm always a little intimidated by it. I was like, this As is a lot of white be. kids in purple like gang jackets uh-huh. walking around here. <laughs> we know. should all be a little nervous about that. They know how to kill things. Yeah, they know how to kill things. They know how to. They know how birth to birth things. Yeah. They know how to do a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't know. Like the this the the vision. so I had a. Uh, my junk drawer was stuck, and I like I couldn't get it loose. And I was like, Hannah, "Is that what that was about in there?" Yeah, I was like, "Hannah, can you okay. stick your little hand in there and loosen it?" So she was sitting there for the better part of fifteen minutes, just with her hand, just like all the way, like arm deep into the thing. She was like jiggling it. it, but yeah, but she's like talking to me, carrying a conversation, <laughs> and I was just like, "Are you all right?" She goes, "This is just like having a breech birth." <laughs> like, how many breech births have you delivered? <laughs> Exactly. I don't even have to watch. Nope. I know. All. I know. I know what's <laughs> happening here. Uh, were you were you originally from the West Coast? I am from Texas originally. Um, oh, man, you I, did the entire loop. You went oh, from yeah. Texas to the yes, West Coast to I New did. York, back to the Midwest. Uh huh. I did. It's amazing. I did. Um, yeah. Um, I lived. I grew up in Texas on a cattle ranch. Um, my grandparents with my grandparents, and then. Uh, I went to college at the University of Washington. And I moved up there when I was 16 to get residency and hope that I could get into said college. Oh. Uh, and I did. So that's, I was up there since 80. I was up there from 88 to 2008 when we moved to New York. Mm-hmm. 88, 89, something like that. And then until we moved to New York, and then we lived in New York for seven years-ish, something like that, and then we moved here. Yeah. I got to go through Seattle in the fucking cool grunge age. Yeah. I got to, yeah, I got to do some really cool stuff. It was really fun. I got to be in that. Do you ever go to the Space Needle? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I lived underneath of the Space Needle. My apartment was directly underneath of it. <laughs> uh, JC, where, where are you originally from? Born in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Fort Vegas. Fort yeah. Fun. Fort Fun. <laughs> Lots of fun. Uh, my parents work for. You ever heard of the fort, the actual <laughs> fort? <laughs> yeah, I hear they Amazing. do like a. You can like do a sleepover thing there. That sounds creepy. Where you can go into the fort. I hear it's pretty cool. I never Come did to that. My fort at night. <laughs> <laughs> my parents work for Department of Defense. Uh, CIA. And we moved to Germany, and I lived abroad basically until I went 
um, Germany, Spain, Portugal, and then uh, went to IU. And after IU, I decided to move to the West Coast and get the hell out of Indiana. Um, Where you met me. Yeah, well, I just kind of fell in love with the West Coast and uh, wanted to be out there. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. She's giving you a lot of opportunities. Yeah, he's I mean, gonna, he's yeah, gotta, well, I was, I was seek, seeking Christine. <laughs> there, it there it is. With a K. <laughs> yeah, so pretty pretty interesting and uh, strange upbringing, moving around a lot. Yeah, you both. Are, I mean, I pretty much stayed... In the same, I, I went from here to I. I lived in Bloomington for like two years, and like that's like I moved away, came back. Right. <laughs> I didn't even go to IU. I just lived in Bloomington. Was that was that the walnut walnut sign that you stole? That's in the uh, in the kitchen. No, this is Walnut Street. That's right here. Yeah, I'm sure I have never stole a sign. <laughs> that, First of that all, was donated that would by be a friend. Illegal. Donated by a friend. This I'm not going to go to another town for a walnut street. <laughs> they're all around. They, all right. They're on the street that they're I'm on, on now. <laughs> but yeah, I think I did live in walnut. The, the biggest thing, uh, I've probably said this a million times on this podcast, but the, the biggest thing that threw me off when I first moved down there, I lived right, I lived on 17th Street uh, right across from the stadium. And it was like a Saturday afternoon. And I, was, I think I was like waiting to go into work. And I was like nursing a hangover. I'm laying on my couch. No one bothered to tell me that when the IU football team uh, gets a touchdown, I almost said hits home run. What inning are they in? Yeah, when they when they get a touchdown, they light off an actual like Civil War fucking cannon. What? Yeah, oh. and so like I don't know if you ever been chilling on your couch on a Saturday afternoon, and then the neighbors light off a goddamn Civil War cannon. No, <laughs> it blew me off of my couch. Like yeah, like. Uh, <laughs> Are we under attack? Ah, what is this? Like, I'm crying. Like, it's the red goats. Like, oh, no, they just do that when the when the home team does good. Oh, dear. Was that when they were good at the footballs? Mm. Eh. Uh, I don't know. Got, when were you at IU? Uh, yeah, so 95 to 99. Nice. Uh, little five? Randall L. Antoine, Antoine went Randall L. Yeah. How you dank? Was quarterback. It was a thing. Okay. <laughs> little five, sure. There, cool. There's, a, little there's a part of the demographic listening that's very excited about that. And <laughs> right. a lot that oh, yeah. just are We're not. Just completely lost. Yeah, like, fuck this. I don't know what's oh, yeah, happening it was, here. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was great. But yeah, I was excited to to live. I, I love, and I love Bloomington yeah. and that. However, it's one of the most difficult places for me to go visit. Not I bad. find it very sad yeah. because it makes me think, okay, well, that was such a fun time. And when you get down, when you're driving down to Bloomington, you kind of get these little, you get these little surges of like this, your youth a little bit. Mm. And then you get down there and like things are a little bit different and things, and then you realize, okay, I'm 44. Um, no, no, that's, can't do any of those things anymore that we were doing. <laughs> I'm yeah. married and these other things as well, you know, these important details, but a great, a great place, um, certainly to, to grow up a little bit um, in Bloomington. I was there when I was 26 and I felt ancient because like most, because right. like I was again, like I was, I think it was going like Ivy Tech and most of the people that are there that are 26 are like in grad school. Right. Or they're just like creepy townies. So like being 26, like, uh, like that was the first time people like started calling me old. I mean, I've been called old since I was 26, but like I remember being 26 and like, what are you doing here? Old man. And I was like, 
I mean, oh. like, I mean, I'm 26. Is that that old? Really like, that old? It's, it's a little weird to be down here. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's but a, uh, such a college town. town. But it's 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 fun to revisit. But it is a little painful always. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And now they, I feel like they've they've made kind of like improvements. I'm like, man, I wish this trail was here. I wish these like cool stuff was here when I was down here. Uh, but it's a great city to, like to go to. Like I go down there for comedy a lot, so. I'm always down there, and I'm always like, yeah, you're right. It always is weird, bittersweet. You go out to mm-hmm. the bars that are just like, I don't want to talk to you, but I'm not looking at you, but I just want to drink. I just want to drink. Nope, not looking at you. Mm-mm. Not hitting on you. <laughs> I realized the first time uh, when I had the food truck, and we were at, like, uh, I was looking over employees, like, um, Whatever their forms that they have to t- turn in or whatever. I thought you were thinking of trying to think of a name. What's his name? Ryan? You know that old <laughs> piece yeah, of shit? Or, uh, like, uh, no, like their employment forms, like employment forms. application, whatever. And I remember thinking that I saw the year that some one of our employees was born was the year that I lost my virginity. And I was like, I could be this person's father. Yeah, you sure could. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Wow, <laughs> that's a much more creepy version of my experience with that. Mine's usually like, "Oh, I was in my second year of college when you were born." Gross. Cool. There's when, that. When I started <laughs> employing people that were not born, or they were born post nine yeah. eleven, yeah, that was like, "Oh my so fucking weird. god!" Like that. Yeah. So weird. Like you weren't there. Like you can't. You can't have a conversation with what. What happened that day? Yeah. Where you were that yeah, day? I know you exactly where I was. I know exactly where I was. That was great. Oh, crazy. I kicked your dog. I am so oh sorry. My God, you probably deserved it. Yeah. he's so um, cute. <laughs> I didn't realize he was there at all. I. This is a segment we do every week on the show called "Kicking the Dog." <laughs> my dog. Kicking the dog. Uh, I. So Zach, I w- you have a button queued up for "Kick My Dog." <laughs> <laughs> you can play. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I was actually I was actually working last night, and somebody came up at, and I am a professional bartender, which professional. I do card people, <laughs> just, just not just on in your case I get out there <laughs> at one in the morning when, I, when I'm on the clock. <laughs> and this this obvious child came up, and he was like, uh, and he was like, "Can I get a Long Island iced tea?" And I was like, no, you are a terrible like, tiny creature, buddy. I'm gonna need to see some ID, and I'm like, surely this is like a 16 year old kid. Uh, it was born in 1997, and oh. I was like, "Oh, this dude's 24." Oh, <laughs> and he looked like he still had amniotic fluid dripping off and his head. And he wanted a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> Isn't that what you get when you're like 19 and you don't know what to get, so you order the Long Island iced tea? More to 24, probably. I, don't know. I mean, Midori sour, maybe. Oh, when's the last green. time you had one of those? I never actually have. It's I actually don't think I have my, either. My, yeah. Yeah. If we had Midori, if we had Midori sour, if so, we had Midori here, we could have our I, we milkshake. We could have had our milkshake. <laughs> I, uh, I used to have a couple cooks that were like, they turned 21 working for me. So like there was, there was a, we'd always ask them like, what, what their first drink was not to pressure them to drink. But um, one of them was, I think he said something like whiskey. It's like, well, that's fucking like I was working at a restaurant that had 132 right. whiskeys. Right. It was like, like I'll have uh, one of those. Like <laughs> and like Midori sour somehow got brought up into it. So that's my my natural reference point for first drink. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. 
What is what is what's the worst drink you were ever into for a while? Uh, uh that's a good question. I, I never really liked Malort really well. Oh, I do not. Um, I you know what? The Cafe Patron. The Malort. Cafe Patron. That was nasty, and for oh, some the coffee, reason, the coffee, the coffee, yes. tequila, do a shot of, do <laughs> for a shot some of reason, I'm like, yeah, we'll have cafe patron shots. That's a brilliant idea. And then the next day would happen, and I don't know where it came from. For when you need diarrhea in the middle of the afternoon, <laughs> cafe patron, cafe patron, <laughs> so not good. <laughs> what about you, JC? Oh. Uh, I, for a while, I don't know why, I guess because I thought it was pretty easy and it had a clever name, the Gimlet. So I just get the... That's a regular ass drink. That's not drink. embarrassing. But no. I, I think it was strange because of where I was having it at. I'd have it at the Nar Bar and uh, this was kind of like a... It was a high life, a high life, and Jägermeister kind of a joint. Oh, you were like, I would like, I'll have have the gimlet. Please don't get a mixed drink there. They didn't do it in the the little... like the highball, or it was more of a just in a pint glass. It was. It was a gimlet which in was, a pint glass. Which was, it was which was really nice. So I always a felt like I was having a gimlet. Yeah, uh-huh. it was. I think this is called with alcohol. A straw. Isn't it? <laughs> with a, with well, a yeah. straw. Well, the Yeah, it was lovely. So yeah, that was uh, that was short lived. Seattle was a weird time. We had to leave. Yeah, right. <laughs> when I was like in the early two thousands, I had a I got. I want to call it a job, but I never got paid for it. It was more of a, like kind of a pyramid scheme type thing. But I is it called culinary school? Because I think we've heard it already. Uh, I think right? we've all done that. Uh, but I briefly worked for um, this. There was like this uh, hip hop uh, record label, and they wanted a street. This is back when like they would sell CDs via Street Team, and basically they were like, "You buy ten CDs." And then go sell them, and then come back, right? And so, uh, so I would go to hip hop clubs in my early twenties with a stack of CDs and try to sell people on a CD that they've never listened to. Oh. And then, and then, best case scenario, somebody goes like, "All right, man, let's go out to my car and listen to this." <laughs> and then I have to sit with a person in their car and just uh, wait. Stranger to, danger. And wait to see if they liked the song or not. Right. And um, I only lost money on this endeavor if you right. thought that I did it correctly. But at the time, there was a, there was a drink called the Hypnotic, which was like a, like a blue liqueur, which was not good. I remember that. It, I think you can still get it. I'm and then oh. like a hundred percent sure you blue can. Carousel. It was it was very it was very popular yeah. in black clubs. And this is where I was selling these CDs. Right. And then they would make a drink where if you mix the, the blue hypnotic with Hennessy, it would turn green and oh, they called it an God. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, because it is that army green color yeah. with the color that right. Hennessy that makes sense. Because, you know, remember yellow and blue makes green, Alan. Don't forget. <laughs> no, I, um, <laughs> you know, I, just got, I just got informed. I got, I got shown the bottle. Yeah, I, uh, I believe I... Referenced that earlier with the milk Didn't show. Didn't I do that? When, oh, was that you? I don't know. I it don't doesn't remember. matter. You know it doesn't matter. But yellow and blue makes green, y'all. But, um, but what we found out was Dyke was not capable of putting correct that equation together. Correct. So we did not this. unless not unless it's <laughs> not unless it involves Hennessy. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Hennessy. So Hennessy. I I did like the the uh, the Incredible Hulk was my drink that I would. 
drink to get enough courage to walk around and be like, hey, do you want to check out this CD that I'm selling? How many of those drinks did I you imagine have imagine one make? would probably work pretty well. I mean, one, the gate. one put me into a good space to sell. Um, and then after How I did... How many did it take for you to four close? Four put them into, like, diabetic shock <laughs> from the amount of shit. Right. <laughs> so three to close? <laughs> That's terrible. It does. I, 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 I hate to crush dreams here. I wasn't much of a closer. I've <laughs> never been much of a salesperson. I don't know if you remember the beginning of this episode. I'm not much of a they, salesman. They call me the opener. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know the thing about this CD? It's never going to go moldy on you. It'll never mold up on you at any time. Ever. Oh, my goodness. Well, unless you put it in some water and leave it under the rug. Can you drop a B for me there, Zach? Thank you so much. You guys have been absolutely amazing. Thanks. Um, where can people find and follow you guys on social media with whatever you'd like to... We're at uh, Goldleaf Savory and Sweet, 1901 East 46th Street, the corner of 46th and Norwaldo. You can find us on Instagram, uh, Goldleaf Gold Indie, and Facebooks, uh, Goldleaf Indie. Uh, and uh, we love you. Thank you. This has been really fun. Yeah, come over to 46th Street. Yeah. Absolutely. And before I even met you guys, everyone that I've met about you only had good things to say. They said you, you guys really, uh, you guys heard. You guys walk the walk. Thanks. You talk the talk. You're part of the community. Thank you. You're doing good stuff. And I just say keep keep doing it. Appreciate that. Thanks. Chef Alan Sternberg, where can people find you and follow what you're doing? Do you have anything coming up? Do you have any oh, big yeah, things yeah, yeah. coming um, up? I actually do. Uh, my wife and I are putting on a cooking competition called 86th at Milk Tooth, October 24th? 4th or 5th? So whatever that Sunday is, I think. I don't fucking know. She's way Sorry. better at this than I am. Um, <laughs> but we're, uh, we're selling tickets, $25. Uh, I'm going to cook something. There will be mystery ingredients, three chefs cooking against each other. Um, they have to put up at least two dishes, including all the mystery ingredients. They can have fan interactions, like they can have them shuck peas and shit or whatever. I don't really care. It's it's other. You just have to put up the food. So a lot of fun. Uh, we did one like three days before COVID shut everything down, and nice. we've been waiting to get back. So um, so that's coming up. Uh, I work at Iozos downtown at Iozos on the Instagram. Um, and then my own personal is, uh, I think it's Alan underscore Sternberg on Instagram. Sternberg. Yeah. Woo. My, so, wife, my wife and I came in uh, a couple weeks ago and like it very much, um, I was so excited to see things happening that people in the local food media don't talk about. It's the right. same right. five or six people that get a lot yeah. of, yeah. a lot of love. Um, which that's okay. And, and like, I know, but like, it was exciting for us because we travel around and see other stuff to like yeah. see like uh, a resurgence that's happening on a ground level that's not being influenced by local media. So, thank you. Uh, Thanks for cheers to in. both of you. Appreciate so. you. We're happy to have you in. I don't have anything I want to plug. Thanks, Dyke. Slap it, pappy, whap, whap. <laughs> Guys, we also have an amazing after show. <laughs> The After Brunch Podcast. Three dollars uh, for the uh, the Patreon too, don't only three dollars. The price of a cup of coffee. And this is I feel look. hoodwinked every month. <laughs> um, 
Alan Sternberg is a Patreon subscriber. I am. I am. Shame. Hit the uh, shame button. But uh, this is how you support us. Look, your three dollars goes a long way for this brunch that we hate. We appreciate it Thank so much. You. Oh my goodness, uh, guys, you were a real treat. Thank you so much for appreciate being on here. You. Thank Thanks you so for much. Having us. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Oh wow.